Oh, just gotta jump over this guy. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you there. I was busy playing retro games. If you like retro games, you should come to Retro World Expo in Hartford, Connecticut on November 6th and 7th because Jimmy, the guy that you're listening to right now, host of Talk Me Into and YouTube series Late to the Game, is going to be there promoting Late to the Game, which is my YouTube show where I play retro games and review them with a modern perspective. It's very fun. You should check it out. YouTube.com slash son of a fitch. But you should also come and see me IRL. That means in real life at Retro World Expo in Hartford, Connecticut. It's going to be a blast. Come say hi. It's literally one of my favorite conventions, especially here in Connecticut. November 6th and 7th. Yeah. So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is The Eternals. My name is Jeff, and my favorite energy drink is Full Throttle Blue Agave. Want to find out more? Check out Soda Discussions coming soon. My name is Jimmy, and I wrote this fun fact at work. I hate you. My name is Dan, and yesterday I bought myself a tie-dye apron. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> tie-dye huh yeah uh i went to the uh not your mama's art show on the naugatuck green hopefully the first annual yeah uh, big up naugatuck green dude what laugh up? all you want it's cool shit happening they had a ton of talented artists one of them was like a tie-dyer and uh it wasn't so much that i was like a huge fan of tie-dye i like some tie-dye it's not my favorite I but don't. one thing i liked about it is that uh she has the the half aprons you know the ones that just like tie at your waist mm-hmm. and they have like some pockets in them yeah that's what i like i don't like a big neck neck you're stuff. not a neck apron guy no i don't want a full size what about apron? your shirt you you mess a lot of your shirts up when you cook and eat well that's when i eat not when i cook oh when you cook it just misses your shirt and hits your, hits so your the apron is not even really so much to protect my clothes it's to hold knives and gadgets yeah, and also like I can keep uh like a cloth in there to wipe my hands on. Throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier. Yeah, That's I was doing I do. that, but I don't like it. Mm. Well, I'm glad you got your apron. Yeah, I like it. Jimmy's cool. fact was not a fact. Bad. Nope. We have more episodes to record today. I kind of so want to fire Jimmy. Start start thinking of some Jim. I have a ton of fun facts. I just thought that was funny. No, nope. uh, it were wasn't. Wrong. You were wrong. Fuck you guys. Your Sorry, Jim. Of that. Yeah, where are we at with so discussions, huh? That's why I said mine. I'm just trying to cross. We're waiting for you, bro. Waiting for me. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> he literally was like, <laughs> you he, dumb said, bastard. he said the deadline. <laughs> I'm not doing anything with so discussions until after I move. So me and Jimmy are just like, cool. We'll start prepping stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> yep. Jeff's like, what's taking so long? Well, this episode's coming out in November, so yeah, we'll Maybe, be. We'll probably get we'll going be there soon. soon. So yeah. discussions. It's becoming a reality. I, know. I love this guy. Me and Jimmy have been, like, planning stuff behind the scenes, <laughs> buying props and stuff to shoot with. Yeah. Jeff's just, like, casually ignoring it. I can't find any... Where are we at? Agave full throttle. 
It's sad. It's difficult to find. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming up. We're excited. Too much stuff. A little bit. We'll be fine. Pretty. Pretty. We have like just the right amount of stuff for people who don't know we exist and way too much stuff for the 10 people who like us. So Discussions is meant to appeal to a larger audience. I know. I can't wait to do So Discussions. You're saying that's too much. No, no. I'm mostly commenting on Jeff like, let's do 10 episodes a week. Yeah, that's fine. That's easy. Yeah, this should be at the end of the episode. There were plenty of stop points. Yeah. You could stop it here, too. Every week, we take a little bit of time in each episode to tell you guys what we've been talking ourselves into, something we've been trying that's new, some something we've been watching, listening, reading to, you know, reading self-help, to, whatever. You know, I, mean, I read to I've things. I've been reading to... I've been reading to my niece when she was little. Oh. You read to your daughter, probably. I do. Yeah, it's good. Totally. It makes their brains grow. Yeah. Uh, I've been talking myself into something big. Uh, a few episodes ago, I told you that I was talking myself into buying a new car. Guys, I did it. I knew this I was going to be gonna your happen. fun fact. And it's I was good. like, it's I important. hope it's not boring. <laughs> it's not going to be because I didn't just buy a car. I bought a fully electric car. Oh. I'm the first person that I know in my real life that has a fully electric car. Do you plug it in? Yeah. How? So far, I'm with a wire. I mean, does it have like a special adapter? It doesn't. Um... I may advance to one of those because it'll charge much faster. But for the time being, I'm using like a regular 110 volt electric cable that came with the car. Yep. Right outside your house? Yeah. How long does it take to charge uh, if it was empty? If it was if on. it was empty with yeah. a 110 volt charger, I should say it's a 2021 Hyundai Kona. Uh, it takes 50 hours to fully 50. charge. Ooh. Yeah. So you just do it every day? Well, dude, the, the amount. I don't even have to because I drive very drive, little. Yeah. You'll have to charge it once a year. I've been charging it like once every three days, but even so, I'm fully charged yeah, so in like if, four hours. If it you charges do it overnight, if you do it overnight, it's just right. It's nothing. Yeah, it basically feels like I'm not ever having to get gas, which is true. Yes, that is what electric cars. I mean, do. You, aside you never from, like, got gas before. Yeah. Aside from the fact that it's good for the environment and it's convenient because I don't have to have to stop for gas, uh, it's also like way cheaper. I crunched some numbers. Well, and, yeah. So the reason why I chose this vehicle is because it has a much larger battery storage than a lot of the other entry-level electric vehicles. So this car will go approximately 280 miles on a full charge. That's not far. I mean, that's For an electric pretty, car, far. It's pretty far. Yeah. A lot of them are... Uh, I, mean, I just meant, like, you're not going to drive to another state. Sure I am. Well, There's I mean, also fast charge stations everywhere. Yeah. How long do they take if you're fully empty? If you're fully empty, like 35 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, you're, they're usually situated by like malls, restaurants, yeah. you know, so rest you can stops. Go, yeah, go in and eat something. Uh, anyway, uh, I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, so basically I crunched the numbers and uh, for the equivalent amount of travel worth of gasoline, I'd be looking at around, you know, depending on the price of gas currently, 30 bucks. And for the same amount of electricity, like 450. Yeah, so that's a that's a big savings. Yeah, that's awesome. I am incredibly jealous. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It also like not to sound cliche, but it has all the other cool things that like my car had no technology when I bought it in 2010. My right. old car, and this has all the technology. Yes, and it's completely silent, and it's it's real fun. No oil changes, no emission tests. Do that's it. Nice. Go electric. It's not that scary. I can't, but cool. I'm talking. You don't to need the oil either. No, 
But doesn't oil like that is actually just for moving parts? What moving parts are there? There's no moving parts in a vehicle that moves? Not really. I don't know. The axle. I mean, you need brake fluid. You need power steering fluid. Wow. I didn't know that. I don't know. There's no combustion engine. I didn't know that. I didn't know that oil was for combustion. I thought it was to like keep Yeah, oil is just for the engine. Mm. Yeah, it's for like pistons and stuff. This doesn't have pistons? No. It's not a combustion engine. I don't know. It's basically a giant RV car. That's dude, you should get a remote control so you could be RC, at home in RC, thank you. And drive yeah, RC stands for remote control. And you, Radio could, control? you could drive it to work and you'll be like, oh wait, but I have to be there. I mean, I have an app that I like start the car with and stuff. I'm so cool. <laughs> is there an app for that? <laughs> Twitter. Is there me. an app for that? Jeff is drunk uncle from SNL. <laughs> I'm also glad you didn't support Elon Musk, so congratulations. Uh, that was literally a contributing factor, plus yeah. the fact that I mean they probably are the best technology wise. But they're like mm, twice as much money. Not really. There's a lot of stuff about Tesla Ooh. that isn't in the forefront. Especially that they're not called Teslas. It's another weird thing about them. <laughs> yes. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? So I have been talking myself into diesel I'm- trucks. Let's go. <laughs> Hell boys. yeah, boys. Put those um, dino bones in me. No, I've been talking myself into taking work a little bit more seriously. Ooh, oh, um, this is this is boring. Yeah, it kind of is. We're grown ups. Um, yeah. So, I bought a car. I care about my jobby job, daddy. <laughs> Don't worry. Jeff's will be like, I'm talking myself into painting with my poo. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so we're in a very important like season, I guess I would say, for my job. It's uh, annual open enrollment period, uh, which basically means like Medicare. You're a lot of people are trying to get Medicare at this time or whatever, and we make commercials, so we need to make commercials for those Medicare uh, companies. So they wait this late to get commercials made for something that's happening in like a week. Well, we've been working on them for months. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, so I, we've been doing that, and it basically comes down to we need to get make sure we need to make sure all of our campaigns are basically set to go for AEP. Um, so that's happening right now, and when those commercial commercials are done, then we have um, kind of like a section called uh, dubbing, which basically means that they change out the phone number, so the voiceover changes, the actual commercial changes for the different phone number. Do you ever put like dubstep in the background of the commercial? No, uh, cool. that that does not work very well. <laughs> for... Are you sixty five or older? Yes. No, I do not do that. But uh, yeah, it just kind of came down Don't to wait for your heartbeat to drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like the most I've been like involved with my job. I mean, like my last job, there were a couple things where I was like, all right, I have to stay a little bit late for work, whatever. But it was never something that I like really took seriously. And now I'm just sort of like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with putting in the effort because I could actually see my effort translate. Uh, Yeah, it definitely translates. And it also obviously shows me in in a better light. And um but yeah, I could just sort of like actually help out with something. And I also also really like my coworkers too. So isn't I don't want to drag them down. And- isn't it cool? Like I'm never going to be the guy that's like, I love my job. Like a job is still a job. I wish I didn't have to have one. Correct. Correct. But isn't yes. it cool when you can at least like respect what you do? Yes. And is. like respect the company. Right. For sure. It's such a like a better way of living life. Yes, it is. And like my last job, I did not respect that company. I liked my coworkers. They were yeah. fun and cool. But at the but end uh, of the day, you were like, this is kind of a joke. Yes. And now you're like, okay, I'm actually using a skill. Yes. And I think the company wants the best for me. I relate to all of these things being said. Yeah. Heck yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, just taking my job a little bit more seriously. Sometimes I have to stay a little late for work, and I'm fine with that. And uh, it, it just is what it is. And cool. uh, I'm, I'm happy to be part of That's the team. That's good, because they're going to like you back. Yeah. Jeff, what yes. are you talking yourself into? I have been talking myself into, <laughs> with the help of Daniel, Ooh, just, just a little bit, just a lot of it. I don't know. I, I guess I, I put down concerts. Okay. Ooh. But it also includes eating out food. Getting back into the world a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. I like I'm not going job. crazy. I'm not going to the movie theater. We don't want you to go crazy. Jeff. Not going crazy. Just a little bit. Dan <laughs> and I recently got to see a once in a lifetime performance uh, by the boss, Bruce Springsteen Bruce. on Broadway. Bruce. Um, we bought tickets uh, once once uh, people were getting vaccinated. Guys, remember those two weeks in July yeah. where we were like, OK, things are getting better. Yeah, people are getting vaccinated and Delta doesn't exist yet. Um, but uh, we saw them at St. James Theater on Broadway and they had strict vaccine nation guidelines <laughs> i forgot the like word. a bad edit yeah <laughs> future jimmy you fucked up sorry <laughs> um you you need to be fully vaccinated with proof mask required the whole time and most people adhered to that so i felt a little comfortable i was still uneasy on the train dan probably was like this fucking guy sorry jim but like you know i sanitized all the seats made sure that we were away from people in the last cars and no dude i'm like i'm fine with you doing whatever makes you comfortable the only time it bothered me is we we stopped and ate outside at a restaurant and i like sat down we'd been walking all over manhattan and jeff was like wiping the table and wiping yeah. his chair and he made eye contact with me and the thought that i heard <laughs> through his eyes was you're disgusting you just sat in that chair i don't care about your chair okay i, I felt chair. a little judgment no. but but yesterday was my wife's birthday one day he's gonna rupture something doing my this. wife's <laughs> birthday and we we went out to eat and she almost sat down i was like are you kidding me i just cleaned everything with a clorox wipe and you're about to sit down before i touch your chair what are you doing um but yeah again rationally you understand i do understand really I transmitted understand, by touch at all but i also am more aware of people being disgusting since this started right so now so, you're just a regular germaphobe exactly yeah okay. so i've okay. changed and uh dan and i, I wish you can admit that jimmy are you going to to yeah i've yeah. been i've been i wouldn't say fully integrated back into society but no, he's, no, talking, I mean, he's asking I mean, specifically about next month we're going to see american utopia oh, like shows and stuff yeah. i'm going i was Broadway, supposed to go to uh, a comedian last week but i didn't get a chance to uh, but I'm going to see uh, Mike Birbiglia on Friday. Mm. And you're going to American Utopia with yeah, us. That's going to the question that I the asked answer. You. Yes. <laughs> the three of us, the Toy Boys, are all going to see David yes. Burns American yeah. Utopia. Again, same yeah. theater, so I, I feel comfortable doing same it. Same precautions. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Still uneasy overall. I also purchased one set of tickets at the same time that I'm very thankful is not happening because there would be no precautions and I was not going yeah. to go, which is the With Honor Oh, it's not show. happening anymore? It's postponed to May 2022. Dude, it's so crazy. Like, it looks like the world has just resumed and mm. I'm just seeing my favorite bands like Google Bordello's on tour. I would have loved to see them. And then they're like every night, this, sh this is great. Thanks for coming out. Two of our band members caught COVID. They're not going to be with us. Flogging Molly canceled their show in New Haven like two hours before two of their band members caught COVID. Yeah, no shit. Because yeah. you're just letting whoever 
into a crowded right. hot room with you with no masks on. So that's partially incorrect. The show, a lot of the like Connecticut punk and hardcore shows are requiring proof of vaccination mm-hmm. yeah, or a negative yeah. test. However, once they get in those doors, you know that no one's ever going to wear a mask no. or respect like social distancing guidelines. Exactly. You can't socially distance in, in a, a mosh crowd. pit. Yeah. yeah right. In a seated theater, it's it's a little bit a little different. Bit better. But yeah, that's why movie theaters thumbs down I'm giving you a thumbs down i'm not i don't you got to wear your mask unless you're eating who do, who doesn't eat popcorn and drink a giant soda at a theater i know i did yeah i'm back in theaters but i'm being cautious in ways that i can you're risking your life to see the card counter yep i'm i wore a kn95 <laughs> mask the whole time uh i also saw a movie that nobody wants to see uh there was like four yeah. people in that yeah, theater that's true and we specifically chose seats that were outside of six feet away. Cool. This is fun. The Eternals is a movie that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Samesies. It got pushed out a year, and now I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer to see it because Disney's like, Nah, we're not going to let you see it unless you wait a long time. So I'm going to see it the day it opens and I'm going to send Jeff screenshots of me smiling. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny. And then you'll end up on the Darwin Award website. No, I'm just kidding. But that is a very funny subreddit. Um, Yeah. So I don't know a lot about Eternals. I'm 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 gonna shoot it to you real. I don't. (laughs) Okay. We're doing this episode because it's in the cultural zeitgeist and i did read what i'm gonna have you guys read when it came out and i remember loving it but i don't remember it because it's been a decade and a half (laughs) so i want to revisit it i want to i want to get pumped more for the movie yeah i want to reread this i want you guys to like it here for it it's seven issues of a marvel comic series cool written by neil gaiman Neil Gaiman, Sandman. Yeah. He's done other stuff in popular culture. (laughs) Sandman. Wrote an episode. He's written two episodes of Doctor Who. One of them was great. One of them was watchable. Coming in real hot on the mic. I am coming in hot, but now I'm getting heated. I'm getting illustrated by John Romita Jr. Large fan of him. Yeah, divisive figure in the comic book community. I like his work. I think sometimes it's more successful than others. Divisive? Divisive? Why'd you say divisive? It's divisive. Divide, it's not David. David was a it's king tra- in the Bible. Divisive. It's controversial. It, it is a little controversial, is what I was going to say. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think l- let's put it this way. Yeah. I've heard complaints specifically about this run from comic book fans. Really? Saying, specifically, that out of everything he's ever done, which is a lot, yeah. you've heard complaints about this specific run. Well, I've heard that people... And I can kind of concur with this, is I think he does better with like street-level, realistic, human... Like I don't know, stuff. he did Superman. You gave us a Superman. Yeah, his. I like that, that but came out great. It's a little weird. Uh, I like stuff on Kick Ass way better. Um, well, I'm giving you. It's only seven issues. I think it's technically considered Volume Three. Um, it came out in like 2007. I don't know what it's about. We'll find out together. Yeah, Marvel has consistently <laughs> tried to make people care about the Eternals, and it's never well, I mean, worked. It's a popular. It, it has mm, its fans. Is it? They have is their it popular. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's I agree. It's going to be. Well, six years ago, people were like, you just wait. You're going to be talking about a talking raccoon all the time. Exactly. Dude, I support yeah. you. I don't really know anything. Well, 
little backstory, Jim, you may not even know this, what's happening. Wait a little bit. We put this on the calendar a while back Long to coincide with the release of the film. Yeah, I did, but okay. Yeah, it was your idea, I believe. Yes. Okay, you did. Whatever. <laughs> uh, that's not the point of the story. That I I'm know, telling I'm just you. The point you. of the story sorry, sorry. is that since we put it on the ca- since you put it on the calendar, Jimmy's dabbing. <laughs> he dabbed. He dabbed. <laughs> I've been dabbing a lot, what guys. I don't know why. It's yeah. very funny. Uh, since you put it on the calendar, Sheesh. I was on vacation and had not a lot to read, and I checked out a local comic book store, and I was like, what should I read? And this is when the new Eternal series was coming out. The okay. first arc had just ended, the first six issues, so I picked those up and read them. So now I actually know a lot about the Eternals, maybe more than Jeff, which it is probably, funny. Maybe That's more. Good. We'll see if you like uh, this Neil Gaiman one. Yeah. It's funny. We should have done it as a showdown, but we didn't <laughs> think of it at the time. No. It's uh, so anyways, I haven't read. I don't know anything about this Neil Gaiman run, but I'm I'm with Jeff. I think, I think this is one of those Marvel things that a movie can only help. I mean, the movie could be oh. dog shit, and then they'd have trouble, but... They don't yeah, really do that. I don't think it'll be dodgy. They're pretty consistently fine to very good. Uh, and I th- I'm sure the movie will be like that. And yeah. hopefully this will be a case where like these characters get more attention because I like Jack Kirby. Yeah. And I think I think in this run, they're like going against Celestials. I could be totally wrong. We'll find out. We'll read it all together. It's at my library's app. Jimmy, I don't know how you're going to read it. Dope. You should probably <laughs> get a library card. Yeah, I probably free. should. It's free. Libraries have come a long way, guys. Just going to take a little minute to just talk about why getting a library card is great. (laughs) In this new day and age, not only do you have access to digital content, but most of the libraries, because they're struggling, have linked together. So I don't know about where you listeners live, but around us, Jimmy, if you were to get a library card in your town, you'd also have access to any books at like Waterbury, Ansonia, Seymour, like 10 other libraries. Okay. Guys, get a library card. Can I do this online? Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't get a library card online. You can do Hoopla online. Yeah. Once you just show up once. Uh, It's not a big process. You got to go to Waterbury Library. Dude, Silas Dean is one of my favorite libraries around, dude. You don't know how blessed you are. It's right by the courthouse, dude. Oh. Guys, if you live in the area, check out the Silas Dean Public Library. Hey, O'Donnell. They actually have certain areas of free parking if you're going to the library. Dude, let me get fives for that. Can free I, library parking <laughs> guys go go to your public library please, i mean please leave every second of this exactly where it is in the episode it's free okay fellas we read three issues of the eternals jeff did we say how many issues we were reading in the yes first part i of said episode? we were going to read the entire thing and then, and then dan was lazy. like i i don't want to and i was like i don't either and then we told jimmy <laughs> not to yes that's right that's what happens jimmy you must have crammed this in at the end because you had some drama trying to get on hoopla right yep i did it last night oh okay you went yeah. to the silas dean parkway yeah. silas bronson library in waterbury yeah still gonna have to work with you on that because i don't believe you yeah, there's no comics on there. Hmm. We, I don't think he went to the library. I don't think so either. I went to the library. I, yes, I I did go to the library. No, no, library. I'm not debating that. I think he got his library card, but I don't think he knows how to access Hoopla proper, properly. You download the app I, and sign up for it? Yeah. <laughs> and what happened when you signed was, in with the Waterbury I for card? The, I looked for the uh, library, and the library wasn't on there. Because you were looking for Silas Brown. No, Silas I was looking Bronson. for Silas Bronson. Yeah, I think you just have to put Waterbury 
I did, and it wasn't there. They were like, put in your zip code, and I did that, and oh. it wasn't on there. Waterbury okay. has multiple zip codes. Did you put in your zip code? <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Or did you put All right, in- let's talk about the Eternals, Because fellas. my last address was 06708. <laughs> there's now gods among us. We're doing the Eternals today. Yeah, there's a hungus among us. Yes. So we read three issues with a pretty interesting forward about how uh, Jack Kirby came up with the Eternals, which I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, I didn't read that. You read that? Me either. Yeah. Oh, you didn't let, You didn't read that? I mean, if I was doing it for pleasure. I was interested. <laughs> which I was it in- is. I like it. This is pleasure. I was interested because I didn't know anything about the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think you brought up that Jack Kirby might have oh, yeah. Yeah. came up with it. <laughs> Um, but I some, thought it was there's some Kirby crackles in these issues, boys. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that I guess he came up with it because you read Chariots of the Gods or something like that, which is <laughs> I know because I used to have to watch Ancient Aliens at yes. my old job. <laughs> Conspiracy um, theories. Let's go, boys. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I definitely saw like the when I read that, it kind of gave me a little bit more of a mindset of what the Eternals was because I went in this completely blind. I didn't know anything about the Eternals. Because they came from the sky and taught us how to love. Yeah, pretty much. It's a very old throwback for Dan and I. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, we can kind of get into it where uh, we're kind of brought in from the very beginning of this guy. Um. He He's a med student. Yep, he's a med student. <clears throat> and I don't remember his name. Curry. Curry, that's right. And um Isn't he, that his last name? Yeah. Yeah, his Mark? last name. Yeah. Something like that. No, Mark Curry, he's from uh Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it is Mark Curry. I don't, I don't know. know. We don't know because Jeff didn't let us pull up the names of characters. He said it's funnier no, when we it, don't know. It is Mark because his Mark. his eternal name is Macari. Oh, Mark Curry oh. and Icarus is Icarus. Okay. Eh? Burn Mark Duke. Eh? So in the hospital, he randomly bumps into a dude saying like, hey, are you Mark Curry? He was like, yeah. And he was like, do you know that you're a half a million years old or something like that? Or like a million years old and you um, you're a god and basically all that. He was like, you're crazy. Get out of my life. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. See, in um, New York City, you would just say. Oh, cool. And then walk away or don't say anything. Well, he actually yeah. references that. He's like, if I wasn't on a back to back double shift right now, I would just like <laughs> yeah. walk away from you. But instead, I'm going to stand here and listen. Right. And um, yeah, it, it was basically just a little confrontation. He was like, that was weird. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, that dude, Icarus is his mm-hmm. name. He basically bumps into these guys who like basically want to take him out. He obviously knows that he's an eternal and um he tries to blow him up and then he shows back up in the hospital and um well you're skipping one thing um okay icarus shows up at mark curry's apartment oh that's on right. the fire escape and that's when there's more of an info dump about like what the eternals are how they yeah, were created by the celestials right. i forgot that was during that <laughs> I, I forgot the most important part about <laughs> the, the exposition no dump. that was in the hospital <clears throat> oh okay well there's a little bit because i remember um mark curry basically saying like like I the only reason I'm listening to this is because at the same time this is going on, he's been having these weird dreams Mm -hmm. that he's moving super fast or he's seeing images of battles versus like giant robot gods and stuff like that. Yeah. And he mentions that he likes to go fast. Yeah. I like to go fast. He's like, I must be a hedgehog. Yeah. Paint me blue, daddy. And then as Jimmy's referencing, um, he jumps off the roof. Yeah. Kind of like floats ish. Yeah. He flies. flies. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the two strange henchmen guys, mm-hmm. uh, they blow up Icarus. Yes. And he ends up in the hospital, surprisingly not dead and not like 
maimed. He's just right. like at all has yeah. a broken arm or something like lame like that. And I mean, he was covered up from like head to toe, but it wasn't like incredibly was, bad. They made reference to him healing incredibly fast. Yes. Um, and that's where we get more of the info dump. Yes. Uh, so I think I referenced in the first half of this episode, um, that I had just read the first six issues of the new volume of mm-hmm. Eternals, which is by Karen Gillan. And, um, so I knew a little bit of this. Like I knew the Celestials, the Eternals, and the um deviants. the deviants. Jim, yeah. what did you think of this backstory? It's new to you, so Yeah, no, I was interested in I didn't know anything about the Celestials and then how they just kind of picked up a bunch of cavemen basically and they were like, All right, you're gods now. Um mm. try and teach these like basically creatures or whatever how to like live and um it it was definitely interesting because okay teach them how to live yeah um it it was interesting because obviously we're talking about the chariots of the gods and like how ancient aliens always says like oh they probably figured it out from aliens Mm. they kind of taught them and um it it was very interesting to kind of see that play out and have it be part of the marvel universe too we'll kind of get through that a little bit later how good is that art too of the celestials Yes, that was a really good. There are some parts of the art where like, okay, yeah, so colors pop. I I actually prefer the more down to earth stuff that he's doing in this. Really? Like, I mean, it's good. Yeah, I disagree. I I think some of the deviant stuff is like fun, but a little weird. Like, well, it's it captures Kirby's essence. Mm. It's not mimicking him because it is John Romita's style. I I agree. Partially agree with you. I think his work on the Celestials is really good. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. big blocky robot people, yeah. right? Uh, the Deviants that are more like monsterish are a little like Saturday morning cartoon for me. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I, I want to back up a little bit to what Jimmy was saying though uh, about Jack Kirby's fascination with um, this idea of gods and aliens and mm-hmm. and how people are still talking about that today. I I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but. Marvel's Eternals has a lot of similar themes to Jack Kirby's work um, with DC on the new gods about Mm. apocalypse and dark side and the all father and stuff. So he obviously had this like fascination with the idea of ancient aliens being perceived as gods by early humans. But the thing that sets Eternals apart, which I like, is that from the beginning, there was this idea of... uh, the celestials trying to maintain a balance. So mm-hmm. on earth there's humans, which are like the lesser beings. And then there's eternals and deviants. And the goal from the beginning was them was for them to sort of like live in harmony. Yes. Um, but the deviants became too powerful and you kind of need that because if that wasn't the case, then we would have no reason to even know about the eternals. Like right. they should be working from the shadows. So I, I like that idea. Um, I think that's an interesting backstory that's different from the way they're telling the origins in the new volume. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not this like ancient other version of the world where the deviants ruled. Right. So I I like that that was in place, which sort of gives it gives the Eternals more of a motivation to take a stronger hand in the course of Earth's history. But back to the plot. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of get a B story with this woman who I guess we're kind of assuming she's also an eternal. Um, yeah. Her name is Cersei. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like kind of living the New York lifestyle. She's trying to be like a party planner. She has this roommate. A lot of this stuff is what I don't like about comics, right? When it's giant blocks of text, which I do like I, mm. if if they're appropriate. But 
they're they're so redundant it just says the same thing over i'm planning this big old party it's gonna be like yeah i just skipped over most of that there's no important information in any of like there's probably like 10 pages you can just not read (laughs) well fine with so a couple things that i'll uh i'll agree with you partially i think um one of the problems is that we read them all together whereas the average reader was reading these one per month I mean, so, so they have to sort of reiterate like who this yes, is and what she's doing. I will agree with you, especially comics before like the 80s. Mm. This was mid 2000s. Yeah. They knew this was going to be a trade paperback and that most Eventually. people would be reading it that way. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I will also defend that we only read three issues. You've read it all. I feel like there's more of a subplot coming regarding who the party was planned for. Right. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Well, she so was planning I, I the party will... for some shady Eastern European yeah, diplomats. Yeah, like, like a fake Russian guy. And obviously, Russia. like, I mean, we're spoiling uh, Doesn't these, matter. We these three around. issues. We we find out that the party itself is basically like a cover story for uh, a hostage takeover yeah. that was planned by this the shady Eastern European people. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's an interesting aside, uh, not to keep referencing it, but... The the way Cersei is portrayed in these comics is very different from the way Marvel's handling her now, both in the volume that I'm reading, but also in what we see and what we know from the Eternals movie. Cersei is portrayed by Salma Hayek, and she's like, no, she's not. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Angelina Jolie. No, that's not. uh, Well, it's definitely not Salma Hayek. She's Ajax. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forget her name. Um, She's the the Asian Asian American woman. Um. Who look it up? Yeah, look well, it up, Dan. Could have had this. Let's pause it. Let's look it up. Cersei is portrayed by Gemma Chan in the upcoming film, and she is sort of the, not sort of. She's the leader of the Eternals. Oh, okay. The current lineup. So the way she's portrayed in this comic, I would say, is sort of like flighty, like like a fun well, time. The the human we haven't gotten to her Eternal form yet. So this is an issue like Mark Curry. This is a problem that I have with with this what we read so far. I can't tell which of the Eternals is like awake, which of them know that they're Eternals. You Icarus. know what I'm saying? That's it. And it, it kind of seems like in the movie trailers, they're kind of going on this like there's a search to awaken all of them. That's why they're like traveling and stuff. But mm. we see Icarus. Mm. He's trying to awaken. Mark I'm going to debate that, though, because Mark Curry awakens Sprite. Well, Sprite, yeah. Seems to know. We haven't... So it's not just Icarus. Okay, but... well, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious who. I don't think it's obvious. Well, obviously Cersei isn't because she has, like, the exchange with Iron Man. She's like, I'm not an Avenger. That's true. But also there's a moment where Cersei communicates telepathically with Mark Curry at the party. That's part of the awakening. So you don't think she was aware that she no, was doing it? not at all. Mm-hmm. I guess I there, there's a lot misunderstood of There's that. a lot of um, confusion and plus, she also meets with Mark Curry, too, and it doesn't recognize him. Yeah. So it seems. OK, like, I, I, I guess I misunderstood like I that. You. I when my initial reading of the situation was that they were all awake except for Mark Curry. So I guess I was wrong. Mm. No, I, I mean, I, I don't wrong. know. I mean, this feels a lot like a big jumping on point for a lot of people, yeah, definitely. especially for me, too, because it is. It's, I don't even know who the Eternals are, so I don't even know what's going on so. well plus there's more members and we only read three issues so there's going to be more people and you even see right. 
there's one panel like in the background when they're walking down the street there's like a guy with a big old beard mm. and he has those gold eyes that's like the all i forget what they call him but he, he's like their version yeah. of the all father right um yeah i mean plot wise i was like that looks like alan moore so <laughs> mark curry also has like some weird situations he's about to be hit by a car and he like quick dashes out of the way right yeah. and doesn't even like know how he did it he's just like wait i was there and now i'm here right yeah that was cool but yeah we do have the the meeting of uh mark and cersei right before that i believe um she shows up they I, meet I, at a coffee shop it's yep. like it's a meet cute right they basically. both want the same order yeah so uh they kind of meet and he's like i feel like i know this person yeah um, you do. yeah um so that was interesting. They they kind of like have a thing for each other. It kind of seems. And with this whole big party thing, um, she invites him. And obviously this whole thing breaks out uh, the whole hostage situation. And he basically goes into like his eternal form and speeds up to, or he slows down time because yep. he's speeding up and he takes all the bullets, which I thought was kind of cool. And I like the way he was describing. He was like, I don't want to hurt them. So I'm like trying not to like jostle it too much. I don't want to break their fingers. Yeah. Like I probably did, but um, and then he screws up and accidentally like barrels into them. Yeah. This scene was done really well. I liked it a in, lot in the format of comics. Cause I mean, it's hard to capture motion and speed, yeah. um, which they do, but just like the buildup of, you know, what we now call bullet time. Mm -hmm. Thanks matrix. Yeah. Um, and it, it felt it was a done lot to really me, well. Like, um, how they portrayed it in um, the Days of Future Past. Yes, I th I definitely feel that that was inspired by this comic or this mm -hmm. style of doing it. Well, I so, mean, they do it with Spider Man. They do it with Flash, where instead of showing right. somebody going fast, you show the them world going, going normal, slow. The world going yeah. slower. This extended sequence definitely brought to mind Days of Future Past, though, because like the stuff Jeff's referencing was sort of like a scene, like a split second. Um, but how he goes through and affects the environment, how it gathers the bullets up in a it's trash like four can. four pages long, too, which is yeah. funny. Um, I, I do want to talk about two other little subplots that are sort of introduced throughout these issues. Because that's the meat uh, of, like, what's going mm -hmm. on. We also see at the same time that Mark is sort of being awoken. Mm -hmm. Icarus has been captured by these two guys. By two deviants who worship, like, a dark celestial yeah yeah that's what it seems like and uh he's being like tortured and eventually like they disintegrate him mm -hmm. and that uh, scene looked very much like uh watchmen like yeah, when it, does. it was just a skeleton with like dr manhattan dr manhattan yeah um there's also like a lot of as jeff references early like kirby crackle kirby spheres mm -hmm. um but uh there's a cool thing that they show at the end of that which is like the, sort of a big plot point of the newer eternals is this uh celestial like machine that like uh rebirths the eternals mm -hmm. so like their physical form can be destroyed and they just like wake up in a new body in this like weird machine oh, okay. thing because i mean that's where we ended i thought they were yeah that the dark celestial was cloning i mean i didn't read any further but i'm pretty sure they're alluding to i forget what it's called but it's this big like chamber that has all these like cutouts for each of the different mm. it's sort of like action figure like boxes there's like a specifically designed groove for each of the uh oh yeah um not celestials the eternals and like when they die they just like wake up there oh so that's why there was all those empty spots next to him for the other oh, eternals okay um but yeah subplots so we meet sprite who's like a child a actor guy. Yeah. Is it a he or a she? It's kind of ambiguous. I think it's a he in the movie. It's a she. Yeah. Uh, in 
the Eternals have been known to change gender and like race and stuff like that. That's cool. It's sort of a Doctor Who thing. Yeah. Um. So Sprite is a child actor who's like emancipated from their parents and uh. Yeah, it's a good way to to say why you don't have parents exactly, right. and you're a right. kid. Um. And then we also have this subplot of I forget what they're calling her her like human name, but it's basically Thana, which is the character that Angelina Jolie is playing. She's the blonde scientist who works for Stark Industries, mm-hmm. who's a weapon designer. Oh, I didn't know she was an Eternal. Yeah, which is interesting because um, her Eternal power is that she can create like weapons from her imagination. Mm. Like we see in the trailer for the movie, she like conjures a spear and a shield out of that golden energy. Mm. So the fact that she is a weapons manufacturer for Stark Industries is pretty funny. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one complaint I have about the series, I, I mean, it's a nitpick, but as it felt a little shoehorned in there was that it felt like an editor was like, hey, can you get some Civil War stuff in here? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. it came out during Civil I War. I understand but, all yeah. that, but it's like... I kind of like that. It kind of puts it in the time and place. The only time I think it worked was when Mark Curry was starting to come to terms with the fact that he had powers when right. they're in that hostage situation. And he's like, like, I don't want to register. I don't want to register. Like, yeah. I don't want to be a superhero. Like, that worked. But some of the other stuff where Iron Man was talking to Cersei and she's like, I wasn't an Avenger. And he's like, you got to choose a side. I was like, mm, that's literally the tagline. Yeah, line. it definitely was shoehorned in, but yeah. I, it didn't bother me at all. I like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, plot wise, that's pretty much it. Yeah we, don't, yeah, we don't know much more. I think there's four more issues we didn't read. I got to tell you, though, I don't remember any of this. I read it <laughs> like when it came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Eternals wasn't really like a huge property up until recently. No, and I this read did it, get a lot of buzz though because Neil, Neil Gaiman. Right. And, and, yeah, right. but that's why I read it. I remember the seeing team. these cover issues at the store or at Jeff's house. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I got to the end of issue three and I was like, I want to read more. Mm. Why yes. did I? Why did I agree to read less? Yeah, I feel that. So, I mean, I guess um, final pushes before you guys give me your thoughts before I ask the question is that there's four more issues of this story, which is good. There's more Eternal comics, which I haven't read, which I can explore too. Dan already is exploring it. And the movie, it's going to be a huge part of Phase 4. I'm sure it's going to be in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, There will likely be, you know, cartoons and other things. Oh, I'm sure. There's going to be a lot of things. TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's Eternal stuff coming. That's my final push. Um... I have some overall thoughts. Yeah. I think the writing was surprisingly good. I'm not a huge Neil Gaiman fan. Uh, Neil Gaiman sort of falls into the world of Grant Morrison with me, with me, which is that um, interesting ideas, but executed in a way that feels pretentious. Like he wants you to know how much smarter he is than you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I could see that with Morrison. I don't think Neil Gaiman. I, I don't know. Like Neil, Neil Gaiman is kind of like a really good writer mixed with like a dash of Tim Burton. And that just puts me off. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> For, so I actually like this though. Um, more than some of the other game and stuff I've read. Um, John Romita jr. I, I like his art. It's super stylized. You could spot it from a mile away that it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I have a little bit of an issue with his, his character acting his performance stuff isn't like the greatest and i think that well comes the from, facial features maybe yeah. but his action is action really scenes good. yeah I'm, I'm mostly talking about like dramatic expressions. Oh, okay. expressions and stuff um 
but yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's solid. Um, question. Yeah. When you talk about these seven issues or however many it is for this arc, is that it for this creative team? Yeah, that's it. Okay. It was one volume. I don't know. I would love to know the I think story it was just, about that. I think it was just a mini series. Oh, mm. okay. And they just call it volume three. So strange. It's like they kept wanting the Eternals to take off and it never could. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, those are sort of my overall thoughts, Jim. Uh, I'm pretty similar on you. Um, I, I agree about like the facial expressions and stuff. That's like whatever to me. Um, but I thought the, the whole like back of the uh, celestial stuff, I thought looked really cool. Um, I was actually really like impressed by it too. Like I'm not a huge John Romita Jr. fan. But um, I thought that stuff looked really good. It reminded me of George Perez a lot. You remember the old George Perez splash? Yeah, I can pieces? see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that a was pretty good. A lot of big good. scenes with little characters for yeah. scale. Yeah. I do like that this was a really good jumping on point because you kind of, like, learn everything as you're going along. Um, thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, it's a pretty basic formula, but it works. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, like, even just, like, interactions between just, like, Cersei and her roommate or whatever just felt pretty genuine, too, which... I don't really see Neil Gaiman doing a whole lot of like I it just yeah felt very like, Bendis right I very was very it felt more time. Bendis yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt more Bendis than Neil Gaiman um, but yeah I thought overall it was pretty interesting and uh, I guess you got to ask us the question did I talk you into the Eternals yeah. yes yay soft yes for yeah me. I I I liked it more than I remembered. Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. I, I wanted to read more, but I didn't have the time. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in reading the the rest of this arc and like maybe seeking out some other stuff on. Nice. Uh, I know that there, there was there has been eternal stuff between this and whatever Dan's yeah. reading. Now. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar. This is with volume it. three that we just read. Yeah, I believe there's a four and five. I think the current one is volume six. Ooh, very um, cool. And then there's going to be a reboot probably of like six in the next oh, year. Oh, I'm sure. No. That's what Marvel does. This volume six feels very much like, hey, here's the movie version. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Um, So this is a soft yes for me. If this was an ongoing or ran for like 50 issues, I'd be a no. The fact that it's seven issues was like, okay, I would like to finish this and see where these characters. Well, I wasn't necessarily just talking you into this arc. I was I wanted to get you interested in the characters and the the world. Well, I mean, arguably, I already am. I actually like the current volume better than this, but it's worth finishing off the story. Right. Um, It also doesn't feel like a hard reboot. I mentioned some characters that Mm -hmm. have a little bit of a different vibe. Well, yeah, because they mention in this one. Like, don't you remember in the 70s? And Mark Curry's like, I wasn't even born then. So that's um, a really built-in good thing that the, that this mm-hmm. storyline has, is that these characters basically get rebooted. Right. Like, as part of their lifespan. So right. they die and they're reborn. And in those rebirths, again, like Doctor Who, you're able to make some creative yeah. decisions to change them up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see myself finishing these uh, seven issues. Probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, me too. I, I want to finish it before the movie comes out, obviously. I mean, we have a little bit of time, but by the time this episode comes out, the movie Ooh. should be out. Yeah. Ooh. And coming uh, out. not going to do a whole episode on it, but if you end up liking this, check out the current volume Karen Gillan is doing. It's really good. Nice. Uh, Jimmy. Yes. Next week, you are talking us into something else that is making its way to a screen. Yes, I am. So I am talking you guys into a property I don't have a lot of familiarity with the property brothers. 
No. Oh. <laughs> I am talking oh, you man. into... What if Jimmy's like, yes, I love that show. <laughs> yeah. I am talking you into Cowboy Bebop. Ooh. Uh, the anime from the early 90s. That... Cute little anime boy. Back well, at it again. That's the um, thing. I prefer Cowboy Rocksteady. Uh-huh. 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 We'll get into it more next week, but I have very little exposure to this, but I know that these guys are going to really like it. Do you? So, yes. Though? I do. This is one of those animes. There's like three of them where people are like, oh, if you don't like anime, you need to check out Cowboy Bebop. Yes. What sure. are the other two? Akira is one that I hear okay, a lot. That's a good one. Attack on Titan, maybe. Uh, no. I would say what I usually hear are like always thrown in the mix. No, varying studio, studio Ghibli ones. Like, oh, like the movies. Yeah. Princess Mononoke yeah. or something like that. I watched my first Studio Ghibli movie Howl's last Moving year. Castle. Ponyo. Yeah. I've heard that's good. Ponyo likes ham. I haven't seen that. My wife likes it. I we saw Princess Mononoke and I did not like it. I like Howl's Moving Castle. My Neighbor Totoro was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm not a huge anime guy, but I watched a few episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Compared to us, you practically grew up in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You're a weebolo. Jeff. Is that what they're called? <laughs> where can people find this podcast online? People can find this podcast in your recycling bins on your desktop because who needs it? Jeff. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can find us Pretty at talkmeinto.com. That's our hub where you can find our social media stuff like Instagram at talkmeintopod, Twitter at talkmeinto, patreon.com slash talkmeinto. We have monthly episodes of talking shit that you could only hear on patreon.com. And we have videos that are released there that Jimmy needs to work on. Jim. I know, I know. So three months, just raw, raw data, just sitting there, ready to be mushed together. We're gonna have an influx of a whole bunch of new videos pretty soon, fellas, because yes, we're we launching will. so discussions. You've been hearing about it for years now. I know, and it's like we we don't like soda that much anymore. It's actually happening, though. Yeah. We've started to buy stuff, and once that happens, we're locked in. That's right. We also have a merch store. We have T-shirts and stickers. You can buy it. Link in the uh, description. You can buy the link. You can't buy the products, but the link you can buy. Yeah, sure. Jimmy, where can people find you personally? Hey, you're wearing a Talk Me Into shirt. I'm wearing the Talk Me Into shirt right now. You can't see it, but you'll know. I'm going to take a picture. Okay, that's fine. And I'm going to gram it for the Look at him posing himself you oh, can find me it's on me hold on <laughs> you can find me at son of a fitch s-o-n-n-a-v-a f-i-t-c-h on twitter you should just instagram and you youtube uh you can find me at youtube.com slash son of a fitch oh you're loving that yeah oh it's so nice uh where you can see me doing a show called late to the game which should have new episodes coming out very soon I think soon, I soon, I think I said that it was already out, but it's not. It's fine. Dan, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. Um, preparing for so discussions by buying things. Let's hope it happens. Uh, you can also find my band uh, everywhere that bands are. Look on Disqualifier. I think we're the only one. Jeff? Yeah, you could find me on Instagram at Magic the Clippening. I almost said Large Heart on Collider. It's been a while since that one's been Magic the Clippening. If you like magic cards and you hate fingernails that aren't maintained properly. If you, you like magic cards and you hate fingernails that aren't maintained properly. Then you should <laughs> check out my gram. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Cowboys. Are there lassos? Are there Ted Lassos? Ted Lasso reference. Mostly Ted Lasso, yeah. That's that's all Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Bebop. Jason Sudeikis. I'm Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Look at me. I'm the same person. I'm Jason Sudeikis in every movie. 
I'm Jason Sudeikis. Mustache. God damn it, they were right. I know I saw Sunday, but I didn't think about and, it. And the date on the schedule. I also wasn't home, so I was like, yeah. I does he mean where are we at with like watching stuff? <laughs> no. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> yes. You sound like Tina. Tina Belcher. Uh, who's doing Parker Souls in two? I did it last. I'll do it. I haven't done do it, it in a long do time. It, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh my neck. Oh my back. Yeah. I have a good one. Do it. Let's go. Okay. Stop saying uh uh uh. I gotta get in I gotta get in the toy mode. Uh. We recording? We yes. recording. He says instantly. He hit stop. <laughs> he hit stop. We recording. We have a lot to do. I have to move still. We have one episode left, Jeff. We've done a lot today, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Okay don't have to did a bird just hit your window is this alfred hitchcock's the birds i prefer bird what volume was this oh volume three oh they don't have any information of that on wikipedia yeah they do it's probably the most popular eternals run it's not a link jeff it's it's there but it's not a link what are you looking for we already talked about all of that information we don't need to anymore I wanted like a summary. Yeah, so I can remember what happened in each issue. That's why we take notes. That's why we have two weeks to read three issues. Jeff. Dan. We don't always take notes on everything. You just said you didn't take notes. If you don't take so for things you don't take notes on, you should have enough memory. If you don't have memory, that's why you take notes. (laughs) Just a quick question. Has this been working for the past hundred episodes? Because this is what I've been doing, so debatable let's end the show okay (laughs) it's not that hard to remember yeah it's fine i'm just trying to get mostly like three issues i'm not even looking for summaries i'm looking for like character names and stuff it's fine just start it <laughs> it's funnier when you don't know character names. Like I didn't remember character names in the Big Chill, so I just called them like made up things. Yeah, mostly by their actors' names. Yeah, made up things. Yeah, their names were made up by their parents. All right, so f- they're made up. <clears throat> Come on, Dan. <sighs> Keep it all in there. <clears throat> oh, there's a swear. Yeah, I thought you were saying, "Come on, Dan," because he's chewing his phlegm again. <laughs> drinking that hot tea i'm trying to break this up <laughs> it's hey, been a years it. long journey <laughs> you should just swallow a pipe cleaner like a clown at a circus <clears throat> okay fellas let's go now to the is somebody sleek. gonna start one of you has to start this is how we do it bingo bingo for what <clears throat> Because we have Looking a talking into bingo card, and oh. that's one of the squares. I was joking when I said look it up. Well, you sounded legitimate, so. <laughs> <laughs>